So here's a question, uh, and uh, you might want to just, uh, you'll need, oh, there was a question, we'll have another go, there's a question, what do people get when they get you? What do people get when they get you? Now, don't leave anyone kind of hanging on their own, so you've got a minute for this, turn to a neighbour, how do you respond to that question? Just have a quick word. Find someone. What do people get when they get you? Okay, okay. So the question, the question is deliberately slightly, uh, slightly ambiguous. I mean, do people get you? Do they get you? You know, it's an expression, isn't it? I, I just sort of, I don't quite feel that this person is getting me. Or I, I know, I know. Sadly, we're in a bit of a generation where a lot of people feel that maybe no one gets them. Or, or maybe you were sort of kind of thinking a different way of thinking about the question Andrew's getting at. Well, um, if people meet me and they engage with me, you know, what kind of things that, I mean, with me, clearly it's kind of awesome perfection of love and service, amazing jokes, and just, you know, the most entertaining person you've ever spent your life with. That's what you get when you get me. But what do they get when they get Tim O'Leary? It's a tough question, isn't it? For those who don't know, Tim, our youth pastor, you know, what do you get when you, when you get the band? I mean, you know, you see, you know, what do you get? Um, uh, Harry and Tim, I love you, so if you'd like to come up, please. Um, I really love you. Here you go. Um, Harry, come around on this side. I, I love you, and here is my, I didn't choose quite a big enough receptacle. It's, can you get the camera ready? Camera operator. Who's on camera? I can't see. I haven't got my glasses on. Mario, Mario come on, mate. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> Not a lot of love for you. My love. Here is my love for Harry. Here is my love for Tim. Okay, so Harry, I'd like to give you some of my love. This is your receptacle of love. Uh, you have a sponge. There you go. Help yourself to some of my love. Can you get all of my love with the sponge? Here you go. You're only allowed to use the sponge. Yeah. Only allowed to use the sponge. Here you go. No, no. Only allowed to use the sponge. <sighs> Wasn't tough, Harry. Only allowed to use the sponge. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Great. Okay. Have my love. My love pours out for you, Harry. I love you. I love you. I love you. Just this is like having a coffee with me. This, this, this is uh, no. Keep Harry. Keep keep going. You're not doing badly. Have another. Have a bit more of my love, Harry. Ha, go on, because I just love you so much. I'm cheering, Harry. I am on team, Harry. 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 
No one else is on the team, Harry. It's, yeah, not doing brilliantly, are you? No, 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 keep going. Oh, that's no, yeah, not bad, is it? A little, a little bit of encouragement for Harry, come on. Uh, oh, you're putting more of your sponge in now. More of my love for Harry. It's a little bit dirty, isn't it? Yeah, my love is slightly muddy. Um, I had to go into the garden shed to find the sponge of love. Um, so here we go. Just keep going, Harry. Have as much of my love as you can soak up. Keep going. Yeah, look at this. Loads of love, Harry. Look at that. Oh, nearly there. You can keep going, Harry. Keep going right to the top. Oh, come on. Can you, are you going to get a little bit more? A yeah, little bit more? A little bit more? Ah, oh, here you go. It's overflowing with my love for Harry. Well done, Harry. A little round of applause for Harry. Yeah, I really begin to wish it was that visual illustration where you turn a pint of dirty water into a That's another one. Um, Tim. I love you as well. Oh. Help yourself, Tim. See your love? Yeah. There's not much left. Oh. Everyone ready for a profound teaching point? Yeah? Okay. Okay, everyone. My love has run out. So my friend Tim is not feeling the love. Ah, uh, no, 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 Harry, not yet. Don't spoil it. That theological study Two flipping Christians. Stop it. Just play along. Oh, yeah, one part tonight. Nikki, I wonder if you could help me. Profound teaching point, everyone. Okay, it's, it's, it's deep tonight. Here we go, Tim. How deep is your love? That's good. That's good. I should have thought of that. So, my love has run out. But look what we've got. Oh. Mario. Tim, help yourself as much as you'd like. Just for me? Yeah. Yeah. Have as much as you want. Can I give any away? Yeah. Oh, that's another teaching point. That's a whole other sermon. So here you are, Tim. Just see if you can. No, no, you slosh it around, mate. It's okay. There's water coming in through the roof. We did this bit, but not that bit. It's like, oh, look at that. You can fill up, and, and there's more than you could ever, ever need. That was just one squeeze. That was just one squeeze. Harry took a lot of squeezing, didn't he? He wasn't very good. Um, there we go. There we are. And, and look at, ah, oh, and Tim, is the bucket of love empty? No. Oh, thank you. little round of applause for the Tim and uh, Harry show. Oh, listen, profound teaching points. I realise that was a bit deep for one or two. But here we are. We are just returning to some really simple stuff at the beginning of a new season, a beginning of a new year. And because it's simple doesn't mean that it doesn't change your whole life when you embrace the truth. So we've been thinking about what does it mean to love God with, with all of myself. And, and, you know, the trouble is we do live in a world which tends to sort of kind of imagine that love is, uh, I think, um, restricted. And, you know, you almost, it feels like you're borrowing 
from one bit of yourself or giving away love in one part of your life, you kind of maybe feel like you borrow from another part of your life. You haven't got enough, enough for everyone. But God's love is like this great big orange bucket. We can never outgive it. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make, isn't it? That, and that was our first priority. Jesus said, when someone said to him, what is the first command? What's the first thing to give yourself to? He said, didn't he? He said, give yourself to loving God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul. And he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, as I was saying last week, to enable us to, to do that. If you're not alive, you know, if you don't have a soul, you're not alive. If you don't have the spirit within you, the gift of God within you, you wouldn't be able to connect with God, but you can connect with God's love. And I don't know, maybe you're here tonight and you're feeling a bit like this. You know, you are kind of feeling empty. I was feeling in the room, there's a bit of a battle going on as we were singing. A lot of us were singing really enthusiastic, but a few of us were, you know, it's gritted teeth, wasn't it? Or you're trying to, what on earth's going on here? Maybe you just feel empty and, and out of love. And, and so you just need a really simple little illustration of the fact that God's love doesn't run out. Then we've been thinking about sharing God's love with others, haven't we? Because Jesus said the second most important thing at the beginning of a new season, at the beginning of a day, at the beginning of a week, at the beginning of whatever, wherever you are, is to love others as you love yourselves. And last week I was saying, you know, do you love yourself in the sense of receiving from God so that you can, you can love others? And our, our third little priority comes from the, Jesus' words at the very end of his life. Here they are up on the screen. Matthew 28. He, he takes the 11 disciples. Sorry, it's a bit small. Um, the t 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Right through the Bible, mountains, tops of mountains, so significant as a symbolic meeting place with God. When they saw him, they worshipped him. That's, do you notice that's the first thing they do? is they worship him. They're recognizing him as God. You only worship God. These guys are good Jews. They don't worship anyone who isn't God. Jesus is God. He's proved it by dying on the cross and then rising again. Anyone in the room tonight wanting to ask that question as we ask on Alpha, who is Jesus? Well, you only worship God. They worshipped him, but some of them doubted, and it's okay. Do you like that? Do you, if you're here and you're full of doubts at the beginning of a new season, even in this room right now, that's completely fine. Because doubts cause us to ask questions, and questions ask us to make choices. And when we make choices, that's faith. Don't have any doubts. It's really hard to have faith. Jesus came and told his disciples, the people who were following him now, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples, make more followers of all the nations everywhere, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we're thinking about what this means, loving God with all of ourselves, loving each other, loving the world. And when we think about this, well, of course, this is the kind of thing you can get. Here's the... Uh, Andrew Blythe wagon that Nikki and I, when I'm not here, we take out to try and convince people to become Christians. We believe in mission discipleship. We're there, Sainsbury's car park, every Monday morning, free coffee for over 60s. Um, that's what you do sometimes get, isn't it? Have you been on the receiving of end of bad faith sharing? I wonder if you've ever been on the receiving end of that. Maybe you're 
here we're a church that can sometimes be a blessing to people who've been a bit bruised by people trying to be followers of Jesus, but doing it in very clunky ways. When I'm sure what you know is what you're meant to get is a sharing of love. Sharing Jesus is predominantly, fundamentally, critically an act of love. So here we are in this world where we're asking a lot of us, where is the good news? Will Russia invade Ukraine? Will Is COVID completely over? Um, what are we doing about the tsunami of mental health? What's, what's going on? Where is the good news? And the good news is God. The good news is in God. That's why we're here. The sad thing is, of course, many people, and maybe it's one of you, have had just enough religion, just enough religion to put you off God slightly. That's how inoculations work. That's how the vaccine is working, is giving us just enough so that we don't get the whole thing. And sadly, religion can work that way. The human-made stuff. But the good news is that in God... There is love, only love. A guy called David Bosch says, the only God we know is the, is the missionary God, the one who reaches out. The only God we know is the one who's reached out to us. We didn't go off and find God. We didn't go, you know, if you're on the Alpha course, maybe thinking about these kinds of questions. We haven't made up the nature of God. I often say when I'm talking about God being Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you, you wouldn't make this up if it doesn't make your head hurt, if it's not at the very edge of what we can believe and grab hold of. You're not thinking about it completely. The only God we know is the one who's reached out, who's come to find us. If you're lonely here tonight, if you're, if you're feeling kind of at the end of things, if you're feeling you know, empty of, of love, then, then God is the one who is calling you. God is the one who reaches out for you. Not sure who you are, you're not sure about identity, not sure about self-worth, you're not sure about God's not distant. He's not distant, he's present right here now. If you're one of those people who was trying to make sense of what was happening a bit earlier on, it's because we're connecting with the real presence of God. And it's it's not emotionalism, there's a lot of there is emotion because there should be emotion because we're made as emotion beings, but it's not emotionalism. Some of us cry, some of us laugh. We feel things because God is present and God is here now because this is his nature. Whenever we connect with God, what we find is bucket loads more than we can imagine of love because we read in in the bible which is a love story a love book not pri primarily a book of rules any time that the bible as a living word of god tells us that something is good for us and another thing is bad for us it's, it's out of love it's out of perfect parenting for God so loved the world, we read, don't we? One of the most famous verses. That he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus is the word made flesh. 
Because God is not just a God of words. God is a God of action. Love is tangible. Love is real. Again, if you're here tonight and you're wanting to say, I need to feel this love. I need to see this love. Well, you're in the right place. For God so loved the world, so loved you, that gave his one and only son. And of course what it means, if God is love, and he's pouring his love into us, and that's good news, we're meant to be good news, aren't we? We're meant to be good news. What do people get when they get me? Do they get good news? What do they get for those of us here tonight who want to say, yeah, I'm a disciple, I'm a follower of Jesus. What are people getting? Because God is the the sending God as well, isn't he? He's the, he's the coming God. He's the searching God, the seeking God. But he's also, we know from the Bible, he's the sending God. The Father sends the Son. The Son sends the Holy Spirit to us. And then Jesus says, John 20, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And it's words and its actions. The nature of God is to be our nature. Julia, Fee, Dan, do you mind coming up a minute? And grab a mic. They do know. It's all right, don't worry. I'm not going to call anyone else out. Sarah! <laughs> Here they come. I love the uncertainty in the room. What's he going to do next? He's already done something silly with water. You don't need a sponge. But you are going to need a mic in a moment. So Fee's going first because she's got the mic. So... God is love. God pours his love into us. We get filled with God's love and then we will overflow naturally with God's love to other people. And it's words and it's actions. And the great news is that God, the Holy Spirit, enables us to do it. Fee, before you were an amazing worship leader and youth pastor at Trinity Cheltenham, you used to work in McDonald's. I did. Way. Just tell us just one or two stories about things that happened in McDonald's where you had a sense of somehow being able to share a bit of God's love. Is that, is that okay? And what did it do to your own heart? Is that, is that all right? Come, come forward into the spotlight, Ophelia. <laughs> Can you share? Um, hello, everybody. Uh, so, just as a heads up, some of the more clunky sharing 
God's love with others. I've had so many of those moments um, where it's been very awkward and I haven't done it very sensitively. Um, but I worked at McDonald's um, a few years ago um, when I was part-time here alongside things and felt for the first time properly just a real, like, God's doing something with me and I can't really mess with that, so I just need to be obedient. Um, and there were quite a few times where um, in all the stories I had and encounters with people um, who worked on staff team there, but also I was on the front counter, so was always interacting with customers. Um, the one thing that I realized was the way that we can love others in spaces outside of church is by literally just being different, not by like forcing it, but just owning who you are in Jesus, knowing that you're a son and a daughter and walking in that. Um, and that can be really scary when everybody else is not doing that. <laughs> um, so a couple of um, encounters with people. Um, there were a few times where I was sat in the staff room and um, felt, <laughs> felt prompted to read my Bible. Um, and it was like a tiny room, probably uh, like very small. Um, like the new drum booth. Maybe a little bit bigger than that, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> add on a couple meters but yeah Jamie you need well, to build Jamie the does. drum booth bigger <laughs> um and there was a tv on in the room and every, like the culture was people would sit and watch the tv or sit and um like talk about other things um and I was sat reading my bible which was the most terrifying thing ever um because I knew that someone was going to walk in and see me and it at points um there are a couple of people that I had conversations with who t it turns out they too had had some encounter with Jesus at some point in their life either they used to go to church they grew up in a Christian family they tried to go to church when they first went to uni because there were loads of students that worked at Mackey's alongside me um, and literally just the fact that they saw that I was a Christian and then that started a conversation um, was the way that I felt I could love them and I really had to surrender the fact that I wasn't there to convert people and I wasn't there to, to necessarily get a specific outcome in those moments. I was just there to be real and not be afraid of who God has made me to be. Um, so right. chatting in a real way about the gospel, about who Jesus is and what he's done in my life. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Um, Round That's of applause. About it, really. <laughs> say, say thank you. Julia, Julia. Thank you, Fee. Just hear so much of what Fee was trying to say there. Just not, it's not our job to convert people. That's God's job. But uh, being available and loving people and just sometimes just thinking of something that might provoke questions for the right reasons. Julia, lovely Julia, you sit at the back. Uh, on in the evening, you're one of our more faithful. You get here early. It's your place. Yeah, don't anyway. It's got Julia's name on it. Um, Julia, uh, I hope you don't mind me asking you to do this because you actually shared a lovely thing through Good News at TrinityCheltenham.com, which is a way that we can encourage each other. Can you just tell us what happened in, in the park and and yeah, and that there's an important bit of information that you really weren't feeling great at the time and not close to God. Is that yeah. right? I was feeling as I have done over the last probably year or so. Mm. My mental health has been pretty dire, to say the least. Um, 
I will say I did try and take my life a few times. That's that bit. Mm. Um, didn't feel that God was even there, um, that he wasn't listening to me. And I felt that when I was lying in bed, every time I was praying out to him, it felt as though my bedroom ceiling was mm. lower than it mm. was. And it was just bouncing and he wasn't there. There are times that I go out walking, sometimes stupidly in ridiculous, blowy, wet days, which I did on, I can't remember, Friday. Th Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Uh, my husband looked at me and went, what are you doing that for? Um, but I knew I, I had to get out. So I was walking along the footpath on Swindon Lane and an elderly guy, I assume he was in his 80s, um, was walking along towards me. He stumbled. I, th I think it was the wind actually caught him a bit. He was standing by that stage next to me, held my hand to try and steady himself. I thought, don't you do, do that to me, mate, because I'll be on the floor as well in a minute. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I looked up at his face, and he was in tears. And... I'm not good when I see other people crying, especially elderly men. Um, so I said, you all right? And he said, I've lost my wife. Now, the way my head was going at the time, I thought he had actually physically lost her somewhere. And I was about to say, oh, well, I'll help you look for her. And he said she died, uh, it was either that night, sorry, the previous night or the night before that. Mm. And it wasn't COVID, it was his words, not mine, it was old age. Um, and it still gets to me now, I must admit. Mm. He was, I don't know how long he'd been married for, but they had never been apart in 50 years. Mm. Um, and we're still standing at the side of the road. And I said, can I pray for you? Thinking, this is a bit risky, but that's what I'm there for so um, but I know that he he told me he'd been let down by a couple of churches one of which I know of and which I have been to myself so I'm not gonna mention who they Good. are it's, it's safer not to <laughs> yeah. it's not here yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no mention it sorry you're about you're praying yeah. you've offered to pray um, for him. offered to pray for him but he kind of declined it but very politely um by this which stage i thought this is crazy standing at the side of the road is blowing a hoolie and i'm getting soaked so i knew there was a bus coming soon he had a bus pass i said should we just get on the next bus and go into town and get a have a coffee something's told me why didn't i take him home it sounds weird but with my husband not being a christian mm. and me coming back with a an 80-year-old guy. It's a bit of wisdom, I think. Yeah. Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, so, yeah. got on the bus, went into town, had a coffee, carried on talking, and he said, I'm so lonely, I don't know what I'm doing. He said, mm. I'm totally lost. And that bit got to me as well. Um, carried on talking to him. He was asking me lots of questions about God, some of which... I had no idea about, and it sounds stupid, but I didn't know. So I've got a shake, sir. Um, so carried on talking to him. He said, 
I do believe in Jesus. I do believe in God, but I don't. Mm. And I said, snap. Mm. <laughs> um, so carried on talking to him. He, uh, he lo asked loads and loads of questions. And eventually he gave his life to Jesus because he said, I don't want to live on my own like this anymore. Wow. And at the end of it, he said, you have restored my faith. I don't know. You've restored my faith in the church and in people from the church. Wow. So. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done, Yeah. Tim, Tim will just help Julia down the stairs. And, yeah, feed. Ben, Dan. Sorry, Ben, going mad. Sorry. Answer to worse. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Dan, um, because we're just wanting to give people a flavour of the different ways in which if we receive the love of God in word and in actions, it, it's real, and then... From that, we flow out to other people in love with word and actions. It can express itself in so many ways. In a, a workplace, um, McDonald's, we used to joke on, on staff teams sometimes, we, we, on a Thursday, we invite people to come up, and Fee would come up each week and say, I've got another McDonald's story, which was just brilliant. And then Julia, in the middle of Storm Eunice, Storm Julia, you know, but isn't that wonderful to hear that being real about your own doubts and your own struggles. They worshipped, and some doubted, but they still worshipped, and God using. Dan, just it's lovely um, just to share a slightly different way. So just say one of the practical things you're doing in the life of Trinity. Um, yeah, so I uh, serve on the street teams on Thursday. So if you're ever out in the high street about half past seven, there's a team of us camped out, um, giving out food and hot drinks um, to anyone in need, basically. Yeah. And just tell us one story about an encounter you've had. I know you had one just this last week. And then I mm. want to ask, what's it done to your own heart? Um, yeah, so uh, one of the uh, girls who comes along, um, let's call her Sarah, um, she lives at the YMCA, got some really sort of profoundly difficult stuff going on in her life. Um, and she was meant to be getting thrown out of the YMCA because of an incident um, that happened. And she had nowhere to go. Um, and she was very distressed. And the whole time she just spent talking to me about what was going on and she just needed somebody to vent to um, and at the end um, I said can I can I pray for you um, and she's like well yeah of course I don't really believe but um, I'm happy to take it um, so it was just like just a, a privilege to be able to just pray with her and um, me and my weakness kind of the end of the day tired <laughs> um, it was cold and um, but yeah, we, I just prayed that God would really meet her need, that she wouldn't get thrown out, yeah. that there'd be some grace and leniency as she explained the situation. And this week she came up and I was like, uh, Benji, oh, name, uh, <laughs> have you, you know, what, what happened? And Sarah, um, <laughs> Sarah yeah. And uh, she was like, uh, yeah, I didn't get thrown out. I had my, um, my meeting today and uh, they're going to help me work on my behavior and stuff. I was like, that's an answer to prayer right there. I was like, see, Brilliant. someone's looking after you. Brilliant. God loves you. And what's it, what's, what does this do to your heart, do you think, mm. serving this kind of way and hearing these kinds of things? I think, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a privilege to, to, to go out. And I think, yeah, probably similar to what Fee was saying about feeling kind of God using you in your weakness. And um, Thursday night, you know, we're, it's cold and we're tired. And um, 
but yeah, just to see God at work and, and also to, um, you see such like heartbreaking stuff as well. And um, I think, yeah, just softening our hearts and just God growing love. And uh, to be honest, I see it most in the other people I serve with, like Simon English, shout out to him because yeah. he's a great guy and yeah. he's got a heart the size of England. And uh, <laughs> when, you know, you just, when he prays, you see, I was praying, you, you, you yeah. catch that, you know, like, I want to be like that, loving people. And it just, and it also, it takes your eyes off whatever's going on in your life. Um, and we were saying actually on, on Thursday, we all always come away feeling energized, however tired we may have gone to it. Mm. Um, just, yeah, it's such a privilege to share God's love in a really, what feels like a small way, a bag of food, a hot drink. Um, but just seeing the value in every, every person. And loving people on the streets in a practical way because it's Brilliant. yeah privilege. Brilliant. Say thank you to this guy. Um, Paul was writing that, that the apostle Paul followed Jesus. Paul writing to the church at Colossae just said, said this Colossians four five to six. He says, "Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity." Let your conversation be always full of grace and season with salt. And, and actually, the image there is not really so much, I think, of table salt. It's more of the kind of salt that's in fertilizer, that's in, in, in the soil. So how do you nurture people? How do you kind of fertilize good things in somebody so that you may know how to answer everyone? The Holy Spirit leads us in this work of sharing and being good news. It's not a job. It's not, a, it's not another kind of set of tasks and just ticking people off. It's about being filled with the love of God ourselves and then overflowing with that. Yet there's a wisdom in thinking about what would you say if someone said, why are you reading your Bible? We're told to be wise about having an answer for that. I hope you know that God's love is, is overwhelmingly reckless in a way, a word that we would use. It's not reckless from his perspective. Love is often irrational, inefficient and, and reckless. In, in the Bible, Jesus told the story of a, of a sower, a farmer, a sower. And in, in the uh, Middle East um, ancient world, you know, and still today, you've got the bits of soil that are going to be good alongside paths and alongside thorns. And he talked about the word of God being sowed in a quite outrageous way, in a, almost a wasteful way, we might say. But this is the, the love of God. But the thing is, the soil can go onto stony paths and it gets eaten up by, by birds. It's, 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 it's crushed and it's trampled. It can go onto rocky soil. It doesn't have roots. It kind of pops up and, you know, the seed pops up into a plant, but it's not rooted well. It can be in thorny ground where worries and stuff of the world comes up and grabs it, or it can be on good soil. And as I really felt the Lord saying to me tonight, there's some of us who need to know that we need to have this generosity of spirit with the way that we take opportunities. I also felt the Lord saying to me, you know, ask the question, Andrew, what kind of soil are we? What kind of soil are we? Are we getting rooted into the things of God? Because if you don't get rooted into the things of God, birds might come and steal you. The, the rocky soil, you might, the thorns might grow up around you. But taking risks, taking wise risks, what's it all about? Well, 
Again, Jesus said this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. He said, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. The reason we share life is because we want people to know the freedom of full life that is only found in having a relationship with God who made you. And I know I'm speaking to one or two people very specifically right this moment, although actually the right thing to say is God is literally knocking on your heart. You can feel it thumping now. Because now is a moment, and there may be others, don't worry, but now is a moment when God is saying, would you like to say yes to me right now? Been hanging around me for a while, hanging around stuff for a while. Is this the moment to commit and to say yes in response to God's yes to you? God is in the business of restoration, not replacement. He doesn't throw us away. He's on a mission, said a guy called Augustine, who's one of the earliest kind of Christian leaders. God is on a mission to redeem, to bring back, to renew the whole of creation through the Lordship of Christ. A few weeks ago, I reminded you, I had to say it, because I'd be letting you down if I didn't say it. The soul is not immortal. The soul is not immortal. For Christians, those who say yes to Jesus, death is only a passing from this life to the next I don't exactly know what hell or the opposite of being with God is like. I just know I don't want to be there. (laughs) And I don't want you either to be there. I want to be with God. Fully experiencing life. And as odd as it may seem... I'd love to be there with you. I know this is not a fashionable thing to say, but I would be letting you down if I didn't say this. Look at, look at the price that had to be paid. God himself being nailed on a cross to understand the scale of the problem that has to be dealt with. What do people get when they get you? I I really pray when they get you, they get someone who is soaked And soaked and soaked and soaked 
and soaked and soaked in God's love because that's what the world needs is that what you need as well? if you're able to please stand